Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. I'm your hostess, Jamie, and I am, you're joining us right now if you're listening to this for the first time. Um, this is uh, my, I think it's believe, the Bio 4 that I've recorded, yeah, Bio 4. Um, it's a multiple, multiple part series that I'm doing, just basically reading my bio to let you know where I've come from. Um, and this was all part of my therapy that, so having to write this, I wrote this 16 years ago. What's basically happening now is that I have not read this for quite some time and I'm deciding to read it fresh for you right now. So you're going to get my reactions and all that, um, that goes along with not reading something for such a long period of time. And it's the stuff I wrote about myself. So 16 years ago though. So it's been quite a while. Um, and there's been some embarrassing moments and a few sad moments. I'm sure that we're going to be dipping into the uh, more sad stuff coming up here. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, but all, overall, this podcast is about, uh, being transgender, about being in a place where you still feel like you have to hide. I know I'm transgender. I've been on hormones for, um, over two and a half years now, and I am still hiding. Um, there are still situations in my life that are keeping me from being able to present, the way that I know that I am, I, I identify as a transgender woman who is also happens to be a lesbian. And it's very difficult for me to be able to present that right now. So I remain in hiding. I still present male, but there are things that I do to try and branch out. And this is one of them doing this podcast and especially doing this reading of my bio um, this is a way in order for me to kind of, um, open myself up. I want to connect more with the community that I have felt like I needed to keep at an arm's distance for such a long time. Um, and also to be able to, um, uh, be able to contact and interact with others that might be in the same place where I am now, maybe going through some of the things that I went through. So I'm hoping that reading this bio, um, would allow people to to connect with what I'm talking about and like where I've been, the feelings that I've felt. Maybe you felt those as well. Um, and maybe even just an opportunity in order for you to say somebody else is feeling the way and they've made it. I've read this, I'm reading this 16 years after I wrote it. So the feelings that I'm feeling in here, I had to justify this for the last reading. Um, the feelings that, uh, of depression that this is going to spark, which I know cause it already has, um, in the last couple of readings for me, after I quit recording, um, they've put me in kind of a dark place. I'm not going to lie, but I still have to remind myself that these feelings that I'm experiencing again now, I felt 16 years ago when I wrote this or even longer, uh, because I was writing about things that had happened um, earlier, 16 years ago. So even farther in my past and I've made it. And if you're feeling anything like this, you can make it. I do not want you to give up on yourself. If you still feel like you're hiding, if you still feel like, um, you hate your body, you hate yourself, you are worth 
a lot. You are a human being and you are awesome and you are extremely special. You were put on this earth for a reason. And whatever that reason is, is up to you. But do not hate yourself. Um, you may not like the situation you're in. I don't like my body right now either, but I'm getting there. And there is a way to, there are ways to do that. If we all are together, I believe, um, in this wonderful rainbow community that we have, I know that we can do it together. Um, because I think all of us have been in harsh positions. So, um, yeah, before I get real deep on that, uh, just know that you are valued and you are loved. And if I could, I would reach through and give you a hug right now. Okay. So listen to me make a fool out of myself and um, get embarrassed or get sad over my uh, stuff that I wrote 16 years ago. And um, yeah, we'll do this together. Okay. So this one I know is going to be a little hard because I'm seeing at the top of this page, it is uh, a title that I put on here 16 years ago, Fighting the Reality. So I can only imagine where this is going to go. So let's get to it, shall we? During my second year at community college, I met a girl that knocked my socks off, L. She was the beautiful redhead that sat next to me in, my one, uh, in one of my classes. I was so nervous being so close to her because I wanted to ask her out but could not never find the ability to do so. She was amazing and very intelligent. I was in love with every ounce of my being. I ended up getting into a car accident which took me out of the class for a bit. When I returned, the teacher suggested I find someone that could catch, uh, help me catch up on what I missed so that I wouldn't fall behind too bad. Elle quickly offered to help me and be my tutor. That was awesome. I met her at her place and we went over my missed uh, assignments and material. This happened a few times and each time that uh, it did, I wanted to ask her out but just couldn't do it. After something like six months, I finally asked her if she would care to go out for dinner sometime. I, I remember because I was sweating bullets. She said yes, and that was where it began. It took me some time after to even ask her for a kiss. And yes, I never just kiss someone. Uh, that's a, I don't know if it's a flaw, but I always ask if it's okay to kiss them uh, for the first kiss. So there you go. Another little quirky thing that you can figure out about me, okay? I don't just barge in there with my lips akimbo. I end up, uh, I ask them for a kiss. So there you go. Um, by this time in my life, I was operating within depression and didn't even know it. I was paying attention to my, de uh, to my depression. I wasn't paying attention to my depression because I choose... I chose not to acknowledge it. Sorry. Again, I'm a very bad speller. This is one thing you're going to have to forgive about me. I'm going to pause sometimes to correct the the horribleness that I wrote. I'm a bad speller and horrible at grammar. So I kind of have to sometimes restructure a sentence or two. Bear with me. So I wasn't paying any attention to my depression because I chose not to acknowledge it. Looking in hindsight, I was looking for anything and everything that was the farthest away from the pain and conflict that I was experiencing or not experiencing inside myself. I didn't want to think or acknowledge that there was something different about me. At this time in my life, I am 20 years old. 
here is my fight, which I have been fighting for what now seems like all of my life in a nutshell. By the time I met Elle, I wanted to be a woman. Couldn't stand who I was or that I was a member of the male gender. Thought that this was all still just a phase. I mean, me wanting to be female, that is. That it was all just still a phase and that I could snap out of it. I know that I was reaching a bit, but I was a desperately... I was desperately trying to grasp at anything that would relate to me being normal. I can understand that I have a lot of errors that are in this part because um, I know that I was really... When I wrote this, um, there was a lot of emotion that was going through me. So I, that's why I'm stopping and making corrections or kind of stumbling over the sentences. Um, so just so you know uh, where that's coming from. Anyway, uh, let's see. I know I was reaching a bit, but it was I was desperately trying to grasp at anything that would relate to me being normal. And now I was falling head over heels in love with Elle and all the emotions and feelings that go with a relationship. There you have it, in a nutshell. See, when I met Elle, I had already figured out I was going to be a woman one way or another. I knew about SRS and just needed to come up with the courage to go for it. I want to be a woman so badly I can hardly stand to look at myself in the mirror sometimes. This struggle alone I had already been dealing with for a good three to four years by this time when I turned 20. At the same time, the divorce of my parents didn't help in my feelings towards the male gender. I began to feel that every male was an un unintelligent pig. Wow. I did have some very, I, well, yeah. This also came from all the bathroom talk I heard about the girls and the guys claimed they conquered. That's very true. So, like, guys, um, I felt like I was a double agent uh, at times, and I'm sure I'm probably going to say this somewhere in here, but then when you hear the conversations of how these guys tra treated their girlfriends, I was like, oh, my God, I wanted to be the person that could go and tell them, to these guys were pigs but I just never yeah anyway continuing on from all the times I tried to date a girl that just ended up in a bad relationship where the guy was a jerk so she didn't want to date anyone right now oh that's true yeah so basically I tried to date girls that just ended in a relationship with some jerk and ended up um, not wanting to get in a relationship but wanted to be friends so, yeah, I had a lot of offers for friends. That was, which was great, but I didn't want to get close to anyone at that time either. So I, it was a very weird, because if you got close to someone and they dumped you or they stopped being friends because they found out who you are or what you are, um, then it was going to hurt even more. So it was, I, I don't, I didn't even know. I was walking around aimless when I was 20. Um... Oh, boy. From all the times that I saw... Basically, here we go. I'm still uh, trying to acknowledge why I saw men as unintelligent pigs. Um, from all the times that I saw guys treating a girl badly, uh, they all added up to me loathing the fact that I was lumped in with such individuals. I wanted to separate myself from that as much as possible. Along with all that, I still thought that this would be a phase that I would get over when the right thing happened in my life. 
If I just had something I could devote all of my energies and time time to, I would not have to worry about dressing. However, uh, that worked against me with Elle. I loved Elle so much. She was clearly the best thing that ever happened to me in my life, in my entire life. I began to think that this was the thing that would rid me of these feelings of dressing for good. This was the end of the phase. I was very happy at the thought of that being removed from my life. I would do anything for Elle. She was all I thought of when I woke up, and she was the last thing that I thought of before I went to sleep. I didn't enter into the relationship with Elle just so I could get over dressing. I entered that relationship because of true love. As immature as I still was during this time, my sole ambition was to make her happy. I wanted to give everything she ever wanted and or deserved. That strong feeling of love that rushed over my body every time I talked to her, saw her, or even thought of her was what got me to thinking that this would be the end of my dressing. That was a heavy task to place on anyone or anything, especially something as precious as true love. Even though I thought that this would rid me of all these feelings, I didn't purge my little stash of a few pairs of shoes, a wig, some lingerie, and we moved in together. Something inside me didn't want to let go, but I, but I was too blind to see that there was, once again, I didn't want to acknowledge that it was still there. I proposed to L, and she expected... Uh, and she expected what? Oh, psh. okay. Again, I'm a horrible speller. I proposed and she accepted. Expected. I am an idiot. Uh, she accepted during the summer of 1991. I was working at the radio station in Virginia as an on-air talent or DJ during that time. I was coming up on being there for about two and a half years when a larger company bought the station and they cleared out all the uh, part-time help and interns. That meant me since I was still listed as part-time uh, listed as a part-time employee. I started to get panicked when I wasn't having uh, when I was having trouble finding a new job. Here I was engaged in no job. I knew I needed or wanted to provide for my soon-to-be wife. We were watching TV and a commercial came on for the US Army. I said to her, "You know, I I could do that." And she responded, yeah, I think that was it. Basically, the next day I went to the recruiter's office and began to uh, seek about joining the Army. I actually first went into the Marines, and they would not even talk to me because my eyesight that I had. I have really bad astigmatism in my right eye. And, um, yeah, they wouldn't take me. So I ended up going next door to the Army recruiter, who had no problem in taking me. There you go. During this time, Elle found my stash. Oh, no. I played it off by telling her that since I had been doing some acting before we met, I was in a play that uh, cast me in a role like Tootsie, and that these were something, uh, these are some things sort of from the wardrobe that I kept as mementos. Quick thinking for coming up with, the right, uh, with it right there on the spot, but it was all I could think of. She accepted it, my fable, uh, she accepted my fable with a raised eyebrow and seemed not to worry about it. 
I could feel those feelings and desires coming back to dress. They came in bursts uh, is the best way that I can describe it. When I first felt them come back, they would show up for about a week or two and then be gone for a good handful of months. As time progressed, the time the feelings would stay gone became shorter and shorter, and the time that they would show up and stay became longer and longer. While I went to boot camp and got myself stationed in Germany, where I spent about four and a half years I had in service, while I was still in training for my job skill, I found out that I was going to be stationed in Germany, so if I wanted to stay with Elle, we would need to get married so she could come with me. We got married right there on the base, and, the, and we only had a week in order to be able to plan it all. I did all the coordination from my end. I got the organist, sword bears, my dress blues, the priest, the chapel, everything I can do from my end. It was all done. Elle got her dress, which was beautiful, flowers, a cake. We were a well-oiled machine. We ended up doing everything for less than $5,000, would you believe? Once we got ourselves settled in Germany, I found myself surrounded by men, once again, that were all part of that same old ways of thinking just for themselves and not of others. Don't get me wrong. I didn't do anything special while I was in the service, but I'm very proud of the time that I did serve uh, my country. I have always been patriotic, so I was glad to serve. The sergeants that were in charge of my platoon and the section I worked in didn't care about anyone else around them or what problems their screw-ups caused for other people. There's a couple of instances that I that I was still bitter about that, <laughs> but yeah, I'll just keep reading on and, and I'll explain later. Being a low man on the totem pole, I caught all the crap. Well, you know, shit rolls downhill. Um, I caught all the crap work. We would go out for the field of training exercise, and I would be the one that ended up having um, not only to put up my own tent, plus camouflage, uh, where I and three other people would end up sleeping, but I also had to put up the sergeant's tent by myself. I'm not crying about doing what had to be done, but when you're busting your ass trying to put up a tent for people that are just looking at you as they talk and laugh and drink coffee, Smoking without even offering to help at all, that's a problem. This certainly went towards my why men are pigs and suck column and why I could not stand being a man. Okay, so I'm not saying everyone in the army is like this. I had a few instances where I had a couple of bad experiences. And I know you're a private or I was a I was actually a specialist at this point or an E4. And I was the lowest ranking person in my department. So, of course, I'm going to do all of the grunt work. That was my job. And But it, what really irked me was the fact that the people that were going to slip in my tent were just a couple of ranks above me. They were an E6, uh, two E6s, and I think an E7 that was going to sleep in the same tent as me. And they all stood around. They all ended up, and not only did I end up getting my master sergeant's uh, tent up, but eventually I had to, when I started driving for the colonel, I ended up getting the colonel's tent up as well. So it was three tents that I had to basically set up by myself without a single person helping me out. I got really good at putting up camouflage and uh, a GP small, I think it was. It's not a GP medium because that's that huge tent um, but, uh, a GP small, I believe is what I ended up putting up three times. Um, and I got really good at it. So, 
anyway, I found it really bitter. I was already in a bad, dark place. So please don't think that I'm putting everyone down in the military. If you're wearing a uniform, um, you have my utmost respect. But I do not want you to feel that I'm painting some broad stroke picture that everything like this happens in the military. Yeah, the little guy's always going to get crapped on, but there you go. Um, I will end my rant about the military with this. I think it takes a certain type of person to join the military, no matter, oh, well, here you go, no matter what branch that they go into. They deserve a lot of respect and usually don't receive it unless there is uh, there are times of trouble or conflict. I have a great deal of respect and pride for each person that is serving or has served in any branch of the military as a member of the law enforcement, a firefighter, or as an EMT and EMS. I personally would like to say thank you so much for all of you who sacrifice every single day. There you go. Those are my true feelings about it. So once I started getting into a routine of things in Germany, the feeling of wanting to dress and to be a woman kept coming back stronger and stronger each time that they would show up. I got to be that, um, it got to be that the strong feelings would be there for a couple of months, go away for a month, and then come right back stronger than ever the last, than the last time, stronger than ever than the time before, I then went out and bought a few pair of pantyhose and tights which I wore under my uniform some days. My depression just got deeper and deeper. I felt like the walls of an already small room were closing in around me at a frightful pace and I didn't know what to do sometimes. I started to hint around to Elle about my old stash and she had found and, and since purged... Oh, what am I writing here? Oh, that she purged it. Okay. I started hint around to Elle about my old stash she had found and also purged uh, for me since I was already over in Germany. The conversation wasn't all that bad, but gave me a bit of a feeling of, could this be okay to talk to her about, or is she just going to run away from me for good? I shaved my legs once, and Elle react her reaction was less than favorable. She did try to accept uh, by interacting with me dressed a few times, but little did I know it was tearing her up inside. And looking at our time, I am going to stop there. So probably good uh, because that could get into some more depressing stuff. So anyway, I really appreciate you spending your time listening to me ramble on and reading this 16-year-old document. Um if you have any questions, if you've got any comments about uh, um, anything that I'm reading, please know, too, uh, that this was 16 years ago. I have come a long way from then. Um, but if you have any comments or any questions, write me at, send me an email at questions at tinehighheels.com, or you can go straight to my website at tinehighheels.com. Go to the contact page. There's a nice little uh form that's there uh for you to fill out three little fields and send it off you can also find me on instagram and facebook at tyne high heels and we're also on itunes if you're really liking this i i forget to ask this all the time because i don't want to be too selfish but i really would appreciate if you could go to go on itunes and give us a review um and that way it's going to make other people who are part of this wonderful community that we are uh all a part of um it's hopefully going to allow them to be able to find me a little bit better. And uh, maybe it might help. Who knows? Uh, but there you go. So please go to iTunes and give us a review. That would be great. 
Thanks so much for listening, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye.